0: Welcome to Conversations on Life, Work, and Love, hosted by coaches Bonnie Blackstone and Ramey Gibbs. Our focus is to give voices to Gen X women and help them achieve a well-lived life. Hey, Ramey. Good afternoon. How are you? Hey, Bonnie. Doing good. Good. Life is busy all of a sudden.
1: Yeah, isn't (laughs) it? Yeah. And we were just talking before we came on air how it's also the end of summer.
0: Yeah, for you, not It'll here, be. but for wow. everybody else it will yes. be <laughs> in
1: in four season land. Um yes. Yeah. <laughs> We're breaking out the um pumpkin spice lattes and I pretend,
0: <clears throat> I pretend I so pretend I get the pumpkin spice latte. I've got the candle that I burn my autumn whatever it's called, autumn something that I burn, get the put on, you know, turn the AC down really low. <laughs> <laughs> read a book curl up you're, with a blanket you're listening uh, to Christmas carols <laughs> <laughs> crackling of the fire on the tv right <laughs> exactly
1: we do what we have to exactly you know what's, funny?
0: what's funny though is what you program into your brain and this works for everything I think but and that might actually play in well into what we're going to talk about today but I can make myself think that it's fall uh-huh. And then I'll step outside and be smacked in the heat face with heat. And I'm like, Oh, no, this is no, it's supposed <laughs> to be cool. And it's really, it's kind of funny, actually. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. I remember that when I lived in Las Vegas, um, so feeling the same way. Of, yeah, uh, It's October. I want to wear my cute scarf and I'm ready. And then you walk out and you're like, Holy cow. It's like opening the oven when you check the cookies.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I totally remember that with boots. Cause I always like to wear the, boots. Yeah, and, me too. You know, you put them on in the the morning when it's a little bit chilly and then by the afternoon you're like, holy hell. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
1: I, mean, I haven't given up my flip-flops here yet, but it's about time to put real shoes on. Oh, yeah. Anyway.
0: Well, I wear flip-flops year-round, but you know, whatever.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. So what's on our agenda today? So today we are going to talk about what you see in the mirror is not what defines you Uh or another way to say it. You're so much more than what you see in the mirror. Uh And um, as women, I think a a lot of us get hung up on judging ourselves and basing our value on what we see reflecting back at us in a mirror. And so what the, the kind of the conversation here today is going to talk about, what you can do to not put so much value on what you see Mm -hmm. and how to take what you see and make it have a different meaning.
1: Yeah. I mean, that can be a major mind shift for many of us because we're so conditioned, like you said, to look in the mirror and um, hone in on those flaws or imperfections, just uh, self-judgment, what society wants from us. I mean, God, it starts young, <laughs> and as, you it know, does. No, women does. in our fifties, we know it's a, can be a lifelong curse. So, rami why is this important that we change that mind sh- shift?
0: Well, you know, there's. I think there's so many things here, but and I'll tell you why it all of a sudden has really become very evident in my brain is because of this whole Barbie thing. Uh-huh. It really started getting me thinking and looking at other women and listening to them talk and how focused women can be on um, extraneous things. So we start, let's do our nails. Let's do our eyelashes. Let's do our hair. Um, I hate myself. I hate the way I look. I, I don't even want to look in the mirror. You know, I mean, we hear so many of these things because we're, I think kind of hiding from ourselves in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And it becomes important because if we can't appreciate who we are, we can't really live a life that's full and authentic. um, Mm -hmm. Because we're hiding and covering and devaluing ourselves. Right.
1: Oh, well, exactly. It's, it's putting on a a mask or a bandaid. It's um, and, you know, there's nothing wrong with, uh, wanting to do your nails enhancing no, not- enhancing your eyes but what you're saying is when it comes to that point of almost panic i need to have these things done i will look better when if i did this yeah. then um and not there- and not to dish the uh, Barbie movie because from what I understand, it actually you come away with a message. But I'm like I'm holding out. I, I don't know. Same, same. Um, I, I guess
0: there's some I, good stuff, but yeah, I just can't buy <laughs> in. I,
1: you know, I loved my good for Mattel. Yeah, good for Mattel. This has been fantastic. <laughs> um, the last thing I wanted my daughters to do was emulate the Barbie persona. Yeah, the, the Barbie body, and so, um. I worked hard as a mom to shift away from that focus, which is odd because I could tell you 200 flaws when I look in the mirror,
0: <laughs> but of course, and I, we can, if that's what we sit and focus on, Sure. But there was some, there was something else that kind of really triggered. This was the movie. And then at the same time, a story came to light down here in the Rio Grande Valley about a bunch of women that went over to mexico and had procedures done mm-hmm. um and they all got sick they all got a version of meningitis from mm. the um the numbing agent um that was induced into their spine and so and several of these women died wow for what? yeah i mean for what seriously so they were getting butt implants or facelifts or boob jobs. And, and I'm not, you know, there's a place for some things. Mm -hmm. Like I get why some, a woman would want to get their boobs done. I get that. Mm -hmm. Um, But not to an extreme, you know, you want to fit in your clothes. You want to look better in your clothes. You want to feel better about yourself. You've had kids, your boobs are saggy. Okay. I get it. I might want to have mine reduced someday. I don't know, but it's a different story, but same Same thing. So Mm -hmm. there are certain things that make sense, but there are a lot of things that don't. And one of these women in particular, which we'll get to talk to one of her girlfriends that died, uh, we'll get to talk to one of her girlfriends next week. That's going to talk about a lot of things, but I think she'll bring a very interesting perspective to this. She was beautiful. Yeah. But she didn't see it. Right. Right. Right.
1: And I think therein lies the problem that, um, body dysmorphia, that yeah. lack of confidence, that yes. self-esteem, um, there, I think there's also an addiction to
0: being cut on. Sure.
1: Yeah. This whole, uh, body improvement and over-exercising. Uh, you know, I've been, I was guilty years ago with that same thing. It was never enough, never enough yeah never, never and
0: and that's it never enough yeah. you're never happy enough mm-hmm. and so where does it come from i mean yes. maybe that's where we start yeah so there, where, where there does it is come from? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i mean if we look at the media and we look at social media we look at magazines we look at all of movies and we look at the people that are reflected back to us um on tv and you know in the films and whatever they are super focused on their appearances but that's Mm -hmm. their job right their job depends on what they look like right but yet for whatever reason we have decided that that's what beauty is
1: yeah well i think since the dawn of time we're sold that bag of goods particularly as women and then uh, there's that competitive edge that women have and we mentioned in a you know previous podcast about men aren't seeing that they're we're no. not doing this for men we're no, doing we're this to mask or band-aid something within ourselves
0: mask or band-aid yep yeah. yeah. and then and the, and the competitive piece too i think yeah. to try to be better than more attractive than the girl next door or who it is whoever it is that we think we're competing with um and you know why is this groomed into us I don't know if I really have an answer for that. The why, mm-hmm. I'm not sure, but it's a fact.
1: Yeah. No, 100%. It is a fact. And it it's not going to end easily, but as you're saying, there's things we can do to shift that focus away and find more appreciation in
0: what we see in the mirror, if that's what I'm. Yeah, so why we don't know it's probably not going to change for a while but if we look back on history we will see that it does change and it does cycle because if we look back at marilyn monroe i think she was a size 12 or 14 right right which in today's standards would be heavy even though truly as an american that's probably average now right you know right um because we've gotten big but there for a while you remember how the models were so skinny like yes uh, like twigs kate moss twiggy Kate moss yeah so i was a trying kate, to think of her yeah kate
1: moss um and then i think we victoria's secret models but they were more voluptuous but yeah your vogue models were
0: they were clothes well, hangers and just scrolling. Yeah, yeah yeah and not really not attractive no but yet that's what we were looking at
1: exactly yeah
0: so anyway, so I've been trying to figure out somehow I'm a little bit different. I mean, And I'm not going to say I don't look at my exterior at all, because that would be a lie. That would not be true. But I don't place as much value in it as that I find a lot of other women do. And so I was really trying to think about how I'm different, why I'm different, And then if I could figure out how to bottle that, then I could share it with other women to help them overcome that, I guess. Um, So Bonnie knows, and we've talked about this a little bit, I've been starting on a book, and I think we've mentioned it a bit on the show, that I finally have started really trying to dig into. (laughs) We don't (laughs) have a title yet. I think I've named it like six different things, maybe more. Eventually the title will come through as I continue to write, but Mm -hmm. I did want to include this in the book and so what we're going to do is I'm going to share with you what my story is and to why I think my perspective on my body changed at a very young age and then we'll talk about some techniques maybe to try to help you recognize that you are so much more than what you see reflected back at you in, in the mirror perfect so so okay so my story um when I was seven I was hit by a car I was riding my bike and apparently I was on the wrong side of the road I was in a neighborhood and there were parked cars in front of me and I went out around a parked car and all of a sudden I get hit by a car I was on my bike. And when the car hit me, I I must've been sideways because my leg, my, excuse me, my thigh went into the headlight. So I don't know if my body broke the headlight, if my bike broke broke the headlight or what, but I had a perfect circle on my thigh. Oh my. And yeah. Can you imagine as a mom, how freaked out you would be? God. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously I was unconscious. I have no memory of any of that. I don't remember being hit. I don't, I I have like a super vague recollection of the parked cars that I, you know, from then. um, So I don't know any of that. What I remember, I do remember waking up in the hospital and feeling pain and opening my eyes and it was very bright and I didn't know where I was. Fortunately, my mom, somebody went to get her. I don't know. She wasn't with me when it happened, but somebody went to go get her and she was there. Typical so 80s. Up, right. <laughs> right. Where was yeah. mom? Anyway. Where was mom? <laughs> yeah. And I, of course, had no helmet on. So thank sure. God I didn't die. But... <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: Anyway, we digress. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, but yeah. So I woke up and there was pain. She was there. And so at least the fear wasn't massive because she was there. I wasn't alone. And, um, but as a typical seven-year-old, I, you know, I had to let it heal. So before I could run around and I wish I could tell you how many stitches there were, because I remember if it, it was a crazy astronomical number, you know, like 500 or some stupid oh. thing. I don't, I wish I remembered it was a lot, but if you think about the size of a headlight and having to stitch that all the way around, cause it was a perfect circle. It's a lot of freaking stitches. <laughs> so, I'm surprised you had enough leg for that. <laughs> right. Right? Yeah. Um. So it healed. And of course, I went out as soon as I could and busted stitches open on or not stitches, but it was after they were taken out. I guess busted the scar. I don't know how I say that. Right. Um. On a tire swing, because that's what you do when you're seven years old, right? Of
1: course. Yes. <laughs> no brain, no pain.
0: Exactly. <laughs> and then I remember I was staying at my, with my uncle and they had to run me back to the hospital to make sure everything was okay. They like slept a band aid on it and sent me back home, whatever. Um. So at that point at seven, it really wasn't that big of a deal. You know, yeah. you don't care. Kids are kids, you, you, whatever. But by the time I was 12, I was then very concerned about these scars and not wanting people to see them. And I think at that point, um, we were able to wear shorts at school and you know, in the eighties. So they were shorter shorts or that would have been early-ish 80, middle, mid, mid eighties, probably. Um, so they were shorter shorts. So obviously you could see the scar and pantyhose were a thing which they aren't anymore, obviously, but, um, I thought, well, you know, maybe I'll wear pantyhose, I'll wear pantyhose and wear the shorts because everybody's wearing shorts and I have these cute shorts outfits. So this is what I'm going to do. And I remember doing this and then people asking me why I was wearing pantyhose with shorts, because who does that? Yeah. (laughs) Um, anyway, so then going home and, and, deciding that I had to make a decision. It was don't wear shorts or wear the shorts and either go without the pantyhose or face up to the scar. And knowing that if I showed the scar, I was going to have to tell a story. And so I remember, and I don't, I must have talked about this maybe with my mom or I don't know, but we came up with the story of to tell people that it was a shark bite so I didn't have to tell people I was hit by a car and that was a pretty effective story (laughs) you know you can imagine some kid saying oh what happened to your leg and I'd be like oh I got bit by a shark we were out in the ocean and when I was on vacation in Hawaii and I got bit by a shark it's a great story right yeah (laughs) (laughs) so but it's a fantastic story but I also have uh, this thing about me, a character strength. My number one character strength is honesty, and so I could never stay there. I would tell the story, get the big eyes, and be like, "Nah, not really." <laughs> but, <laughs> I could, yeah. And then I would tell the truth, and you know, everybody always thought the first story was better, but you know, anyway. So, I think at that age, at that young age of twelve, I had to learn. I was faced with that decision at that point. It was like, okay, your body is different. And you're either going to face it and accept it and move on, or you're going to hide from it the rest of your life. And so I faced it. And I think maybe that is what has been different for me since then. Um, You know, continuing to grow up and at 16, I had the opportunity to go see a um, brain fart. (laughs) <laughs> plastic surgeon that's what we're looking <laughs> for um a plastic surgeon because they had told me that I couldn't have anything done until I was mostly done growing and so at uh, 16 I went and was evaluated and at that point it was an oval because I had grown that much and so they looked at it and said you know we can get in here and maybe we can do make some difference but he told me straight up I can't guarantee it will be any better uh uh-huh yeah yeah so at 16 i've lived with it this long you know i'm at the prime of high school where appearance is everything at this point yes um you know all my friends have seen me in the bathing suit i've hung out at the community pool in my neighborhood and been to the beach we lived near galveston so we would go to the beach all the time it just didn't really matter anymore you know um so at that point when they said can't guarantee anything i was like all right Screw it! Let's keep the money. It'll help pay for college, and that's that. So, I do I never looked back on that. There was no regrets, no anything. And I've just not. I know it's there, but I don't ever think about it. Mm-hmm. I I don't even look at it when I look in the mirror, and every once in a while I'll run my hand down it just to make sure there's nothing weird, right? <laughs> It's, right. it's just because not, at
1: our age, you have to check all of that
0: for lumps and bumps and <laughs> lumps and, bumps and skin weird little. Issues. Yeah. Uh, moles. I'm a moley chick. So every once in a while, there'll be a mole and I'll be like, what is that? Okay. It's nothing. Um, so I think based on that, I've had, I mean, so my body has changed a lot. So if we're talking about what I looked like when I was 16, beyond the scar, I was thin, you know, I weighed 130 pounds. I was five, seven. I had a perfect C cup, but you know, I had a nice body at that point in my life. I didn't know what to do with it because <laughs> I just didn't. But... It's like
1: holding <laughs> it's a loaded
0: gone... gun. <laughs> right. <laughs> I guess it's a good thing. I didn't know what I was doing. Exactly. I've right been in big trouble. So, <laughs> um, but time gone by I discovered that I had Hashimoto's, so I think I was finally diagnosed with that at 40. And I didn't understand what was going on with my body. I was gaining 20 pounds at a time, gained 20 pounds. Why am I gaining 20 pounds? Go to the doctor. There's no, they can't see anything. They're, stop eating junk food and exercise more. Okay, I get a trainer, change my diet, try every diet. Nothing works. I'm still gaining weight. What is going on? Yeah. It probably took. 10 12 years to finally get the diagnosis which apparently is pretty typical for Hashimoto's because you're it ebbs and flows right your right. thyroid levels go up and down and up and down and up and down and so and I can tell when that was happening because I would literally gain 20 pounds like that and wow. then I can't get rid of it yeah so um and through that time, you know, I'd look in the mirror and be like, okay, what is going on? I'm having to put on a larger size clothes and I can't lose this weight. And, you know, so if I sit there now and pick myself apart in the mirror, I can do that. Sure. I can sit there and go, okay, I got a fat belly. I got blobby thighs. I've got arms that are way too big. I've got a double chin. Sure. I can pick all these things apart, but why do I want to do that? I right. Don't. Because why? It will make me hate myself. And I don't want to hate myself. And I think what happens so often for women is that they don't allow themselves the choice to hate themselves or not hate themselves. Right? And so, yeah. yeah. And so if we can then say, okay, this is all just physical. It's just exterior. And all of these parts of us have value. How do we go about starting to look at that? Um, So one of the, the big things, there's so many things you can do here, but I think the first thing you have to do before you even look in the mirror is start having positive thoughts about yourself. And so one of the good ways to do that really would be to just sit down, make a list. What are 10, just start with 10. What are 10 things you like about yourself? Doesn't have to be physical. We're just trying to give you a good vibe inside about yourself. About you. Yeah. 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 So if you were to sit down and start writing 10 things, you might pick a thing or two that are physical. You know, maybe it's your eyes, maybe it's your luxurious hair, maybe it's your tight butt. I mean, whatever, whatever it might be. You might say, I have great legs, you know, whatever. But then you start working in the other things. And we've talked a lot about this on our show character strengths, your values, these sort of things. It's important to know what those things are, because when you do that, the more you know yourself, the more you'll value yourself, the more you'll appreciate who you are. Um, But Anyway, so you make your list and say you have 10 items and then you can go look in the mirror. And so you're going to start feeling you're going to have a better feeling about yourself before you even look in the mirror and then you pick your best feature. Um, So in my case, I would say my eyes, because I have, I think, very very pretty hazel eyes. They're large and they're unique in color. And so if I were to do that and say, okay, so I look at myself in the mirror and I know I've got these great eyes. What can I do to accentuate these eyes? Because without any makeup, I have blonde eyelashes. So they're not, they're not bold and they're not standing out. So, okay. So mascara, right? Okay. So now they're even standing out more. Now, if I want them to even, Stand up more, I'll put some eyeliner on. So there's the eyes that I'm accentuating a good feature and made it better. Um. So whatever, Bonnie, in your case, what would you pick as your best feature?
1: Well, I like my eyes too, um, which is I, I really love and appreciate them now. But um, when I was a little kid, my whole life I had snow white blonde hair and big black, brown eyes and dark eyebrows. Um, so that contrast and I had, you know, bigger features. I mean, I don't know what that was about. Um, I felt so weird because I wasn't petite with blue eyes and soft features. Mm. Um, so that is one area that as I grew older, I learned to appreciate more that contrast. You know, as I've gotten older now, my hair has gotten darker and it's kind of, everything's catching up where it's right. (laughs) Come together, and it's not so out of the ordinary. But yeah, I have, like you, um, a color of eyes that's almost chameleon. when yep. they might actually they go from orange to black. It's you know, the the mood, the clothes I wear, they mirror yeah. that. And yep. so it's been fun to learn to play with um, the smoky eye or the eyeliner or enhance my eyebrows. Um, sure, I mean I can. <laughs> Boy, I can go wild with the picking it all apart. My eyebrows thin. They didn't grow back in. Um, so now I gotta paint them in, but I've learned to do that. Anyway, to your point, yeah, I I got some nice eyes and I got yeah, good skin. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you pick those features and then mm-hmm. you highlight them and like, okay, now now it's even more, right? Yeah. Um so if you can do that, then you see, you look at yourself and you say, okay, I know I'm good because I've named the 10 things I'm good inside. And now i am picking, a, picking, I'm making up worse uh, now. I'm a now. I pickin'? picked a couple of, features. I'm picking. <laughs>
1: right. You've been in the <laughs> South too
0: long. <laughs> picking some cotton. <laughs> yeah. <My>. Um, <laughs> um, so we highlight our eyes or we do our hair or whatever that may be. And so now we've now accentuated a feature. And then we can start looking at parts of us that maybe we don't love, but we appreciate what they do. Mm -hmm. So in my case, again, I might, this time I might look at my thighs and I might say, okay, gosh, my thighs are blobby, but then I would go, okay, but you know what they allow me to do? They allow me to walk. They allow me to sit down and pull myself back up. They allow me to bend over. They allow me to travel all over New York and Arizona coming up, and um, Ireland was earlier this year. So it gives me these opportunities because they are strong, that they are still good features to have, right? There's nothing wrong with my thighs. I may not want to look at them, but that's okay because we can cover them up. So. Bonnie, what's something that you might be able to do for yourself in that same vein?
1: Well, I would say, God, I could go top to bottom and, and give some examples, but just um, my arms, I'm a massage therapist and the strength that I still have in them, yeah. um, my ability to bounce back from a broken wrist.
0: Yeah, um, that's huge. You weren't sure you were going to be able to use it. I it,
1: absolutely. I thought that was the end of the massage career. Um, that was a mixed mixed feelings in that. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I I'm a, I'm very strong like you. Um, I, I got the menopause muffin top. I've got the cellulite I never had in my life. I I didn't get stretch marks after during four babies until later in life. You know what I mean? It's like you look in the mirror and there, there's all the, the stuff. Um, But I've been doing a a lot of the inner work and a lot of it has to do with our coaching and me working through some issues of that sense of appreciation. Uh Yeah. I've got a big, smart brain eyes that have seen some amazing things.
0: Yeah.
1: Part of my muffin top is the ability to have access to some amazing food and craft beers and good wine and cheese, right? All Um, yeah, unhealthy things, but, but think about the
0: joy that eating those things and going to the new restaurants and trying the, you know, the, the people that you've shared the meals with. Right. So.
1: Exactly. There was a time in my life where food was my enemy. And so having overcome that, that yes, that savoring and appreciation and Yeah. yeah, you know, girlfriend you gotta rein it in for you sure. else then you do should probably lose a few pounds but yeah we can go there we can go yeah there.
0: and so and that's it so you start just really thinking about how no matter what they look like what they can do for you or what they right. have done for you mm-hmm. and and start taking that inside instead of again just focusing on what you see um So, I mean, to me, as I'm just going through this in my own mind, it changes my perspective of myself even more, right? And it turns it more and positive and more positive. Do you kind of feel that as you're thinking about it and talking about it as well? Absolutely. Because I, and I have felt,
1: you know, when we talked about the class reunion coming up and the anxiety over weight gain, gray hair, blah, blah, blah. And what a downer so just to be able now to shift myself out of that and and come from a more positive perspective um, not only does it it help me in my day-to-day mindset and get me out of that rut but it also brings awareness to what's important um, I'm becoming more intuitive of what my body needs sure you know not. It needs Botox, but it needs a better diet for my nutrition, my heart right. health, my cholesterol. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I need to build up some endurance so I can raise a four-year-old and, and you know, live long enough to get Never him where he needs on. to yeah. be. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's shifted that perspective from cosmetic to what does my body really need?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, and I think that's really where it should go too, from from what we see in the mirror to, okay, this is my vessel that mm-hmm. I have on earth this time around or whatever you believe. <laughs> sure. How can you treat it lovingly? Because yeah. it's it's yours. It's, you know, it, this is another perspective to think about it. If, if your self, uh, your higher self resides within you, Uh, this is if you however you want to believe but let's say it's your spirit whatever you want to call it resides within you and your body is your vessel to carry your spirit how can you love your spirit or your body I'm sorry how can you love your body you need to love your spirit too because you need to get to know it but for the moment we're talking about the body how do you love your vessel right and so that's where the rest of this comes in and as you were talking about starting to have the good diet and think about what you're taking in and move your body. Because Mm -hmm. maybe losing weight may not be the easy thing, but you can be healthy and still be (laughs) heavy. Um, So move your body so that it'll keep moving. The body in motion stays in motion, right? Um, And get rid of the processed foods and and start eating more fruits and vegetables and your leaner meats. And Bonnie and I were talking yesterday about trying to eat organic and grass-fed and pasture-raised and Pay the hell of money for it because at least you know what you're eating and what yeah. they ate. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's
1: just honoring your vessel, as you said, yeah. and how yeah. you know you could pull in the whole uh, mind, body, spirit aspect of that. You know, and the clarity, clarity of a um, a positive perspective and a clean diet and fresh water that raises your vibration. Yes, you can put out there into the world and for yourself. Yeah. So it, but God damn, Rami, it's hard sometimes.
0: It is hard. And you know, the other part of that too is the, the thoughts that you think about yourself because yeah. that is such a huge piece. And, you know, we've talked about self-love and self-care so many times on our show and it's so important and you have to, the only way you can change it is to recognize it. And mm-hmm. once you recognize what you're thinking about yourself, that's the point you can start changing those thoughts. So how do you reverse the thoughts and turn them into something positive? And when it comes to body image, what we were just talking about is a good way to do that. What does this body part, what does it do for me? What is it capable of? So instead of hating it, love it, love the vessel. Doesn't mean you have to love the way it looks, but love it for what it is. Right. Um, And stop worrying about the look so much, I guess.
1: (laughs) Well, you know what? It goes back to that old thing, the old saying of, would you treat a friend that way? absolutely. I sure hope not. Would you stand in front of a friend and say, your hair looks ridiculous. You need to lose 20 pounds. Why are you even leaving the house?
0: Right. Let me pick you apart right now. Yeah. Look look at your thighs. Look at your belly. You would never do that to a friend. You would never even think that, I don't think and
1: you know what occurred to me recently is uh my daughter melissa sent me um a selfie and uh-huh. i thought, like, what an a- amazingly gorgeous woman i'm like my heart was just so full and proud and she's so gorgeous and then it occurred to me i have four children who look just like me oh sure yeah, they look like they their dad do. a little too and like how can i not appreciate my looks when i'm looking at them yeah And they are the most beautiful creatures in the world. Like, I'm going to get emotional right now just talking about it. But
0: but your girls are beautiful. They absolutely are. are. And
1: And they look a lot like you. Yeah, my son does as well. But um, how can you have self-loathing when you've created a mirror image of yourself? (laughs) It's beautiful. It was just a weird awakening to me.
0: That's amazing. That's a beautiful awakening, really, to have that. Yeah. Yeah. But we are hard on ourselves. And... We need to stop because it's not fair. It's not fair to ourselves, you know? (laughs) Yeah. So coach Ramey,
1: give us some steps. How do we do that?
0: Right. So again, just to kind of re bring that up again, this, the biggest thing I think is to write down the things that you love about yourself Mm -hmm. and make sure you keep that in front of mind all of the time, have it in writing, let yourself look at it, add to it, change it, whatever it may be. But so that you have that all the time. And when you look in that mirror, instead of picking yourself apart, look for your attributes, accentuate them, and then take the rest of you and just consider what they do for you. Your legs help you walk. Your arms help you pick things up. Your heart. Here's some of the things that I think is just amazing about our body is that your heart pumps and puts blood through your body and you never have to think about it ever. Yeah. And think about how amazing your brain is. It's like this computer that has all of these memories that you don't have to do anything about. It just it's there, right? You're mm-hmm. sometimes as we get older we struggle a little bit. We have to pull the memories up, but um all of that information is there. How amazing is that?
1: Yeah. It's it's remarkable. It really is.
0: It really is. And so love your body and love yourself. And the more you get to know yourself, the more you will be able to love yourself because you know you are so much more than that image in the mirror. And you're so much more than that label that society has put on you. Mm-hmm. So the I think the key in the end is to get to know yourself. Absolutely. And you know what? If you're struggling to do that, ask
1: somebody else. Yeah. What do you see in me?
0: Yeah. And there's there's lots of tests and exercises that you can do to, to find figure out your values and figure out your character strengths and your belief system and you start thinking about what difference you want to make in the world and and think about the things that are you're passionate about and that's important to you and the more you do these this work and the more you grow the more you will value yourself mm. and I know Bonnie I think you're you've been doing the work and I'm seeing a huge difference already. yeah. Thank you you. over the last year. So thank
1: you. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's just it. Get to know yourself. Like you said, there are, um, quizzes, coaches, YouTube channels, a plethora of information that you can access to help you work through that process and then get out of your way, get out of your own damn way and and go do good and show appreciation and gratitude
0: for yourself and others yeah yeah and and you will you just you have to do the work to get there Mm -hmm. but it's so worth it it totally
1: is yay well we are super excited to hear more about this book you're gonna have to we're gonna keep going back to it because i'm sure as you keep writing your chapters we're going to learn a heck of a lot more
0: yeah Yeah, we'll keep bringing up little excerpts i guess so as i get through it but yeah absolutely and as bonnie said too if you guys need coaches both Bonnie and I are both coaches. So just keep that in mind. And if you hit up our uh, podcast pages, you can see all of our contact information there. So if you ever need help with getting yourself to the next level, we are here for you.
1: We are here to help you level up. All right. Thanks, Ramy, for sharing your story. And thank you, listeners. Go show some, Go show some love for yourself today. Join us every Thursday for more conversations on life, work, and love. And when you're ready to find your own voice and your own path towards a well-lived
0: life, we'd love to be your coaches. Reach out to us through our websites. You'll find me, Ramey, at renovatedrealities.com. And you'll find me, Bonnie, at bonnieblackstone.com. Thanks for hanging out with us. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to review, rate, and follow us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.